Rusty Quill presents. Here's the situation. You want to write something, but you sit down and you've got an empty page staring you back in the face. You stare, it stares back, you keep on staring, it keeps on staring. This goes on for a while and then you close the document because that's way too terrifying. People get spooked by the blank page for all sorts of reasons. It's like a field of unspoiled snow, crisp and inviting to look at, but you can't bring yourself to step into it for fear of ruining its beauty. To be clear, I'm not talking about the beauty of the blank page itself, not literally, unless that's your thing, in which case have off, I guess. What I'm talking about here is the beauty of potential. A lot can be lost in translation between your shiny idea and the way it looks on the page. Before you put pen to paper or type into your blank document, the reality of the writing process is imaginary, and so it can be perfect. Problem is, you want to tell stories, and you can't do that unless you let them go through the messy process of turning from an idea into a thing. We're not going to talk about the off-sighted two breeds of writer-creature, the planner and the pantser, this episode. We'll get into that next time. Today, we're just going to talk about how to get started with a new writing project, and that fear of the blank page that plagues so many of us writer-creatures. So, what can we do about it? We're going to approach starting from nothing, from four angles in this episode. Number one, you don't know what to write. Number two, you don't know where the story starts. Number three, you're worried about messing up the first sentence. Number four, you don't know what it is, but you just can't make yourself write at all whatsoever. Big disclaimer before we dive in. Most of what I'm talking about is from personal experience, and some of it is anecdotally reported to me by some of the other writer creatures I'm lucky enough to be friends with. These are just going to be a few ways to tackle these problems, and it's not a comprehensive list. These might not be the ways that work for you, and that's okay, and it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. There's no wrong way to tackle these problems. Even choosing not to tackle them at all is alright. Either way, hopefully you find something useful to take away from in here. So, let's dive in. Part 1. But I don't know what to write. You've got a burning desire to write, but you have no idea what to write. You might not know in a very total sense, like you just have no idea what it is you'd like to tell a story about, or it can be more complex, in that maybe you've got an idea, but it doesn't have a very solid form. Or maybe you have an idea, and you've fleshed it out good and proper, but you don't know how to get from a solid, fleshed out story idea to a story that can be written. There are a few ways you can deal with this. Today we're going to talk about two. The first one I learned a long time ago, and it's best for situations where you want to write, but you really don't know what you want to write about in that very total, no thoughts, head empty sort of way. Sit down and give yourself a few minutes to write down three things that interest you right now. It can be anything, an animal, a TV show, an album, a painting, someone you know, a real world event. Think of three of these things that interest you and write them down. Then give yourself another few minutes to think about what it is about these things that's got you so interested. Try to keep it to one or two word descriptions. Once you've distilled the intricacies of what's getting you hooked on these things, have a look and see if there are any commonalities between each thing that's caught your interest. You might notice, for example, that you're interested in armadillos, the movie adaptation of Holes, and the sinking of the terror in the Erebus because of living in barren landscapes. Write down any commonalities on a separate page until you get six reasons you're interested in these things. If you can't find six commonalities, or any commonalities at all, then pick from the list the six things which are most interesting to you right now in this moment. Can these elements you've picked out come together to form a story? Try fitting them together different ways, and see if you can start to feel a story brewing. If not, you can repeat this exercise as many times as you like until you find something that sparks your interest. The second thing we're going to talk about is something that might help you if you've got an idea for a story, but it's a little fuzzy around the edges, or you just don't know how to translate an idea from a concept into a story. 
sit down and write out exactly what your idea is as though you're telling a friend about it. Don't worry about sounding coherent or cool, just sit down and write out the story as it actually is. When you're done, take a little break and do something totally unrelated for a while. When you come back to your wild story idea, think about these questions. Who is telling the story? Who is the main character? Where is the story set? Is there a villain in this story? What happens at the end? Don't worry if you don't have an answer to all of these questions. I don't know is enough. The point of this exercise is to actually work out what you know and what you don't. You can add as many questions as you like as you look over your summary. For the questions where you don't know the answer, then ask yourself, do I need an answer to this question to tell the story? Sometimes the answer will be no, and sometimes it will be yes. Go with your gut here and don't spend too long dwelling on it. This exercise actually feeds pretty neatly into the next problem we're going to address, so let's skip right into it. Part two, I don't know where to start. So you've got your story idea, and you've got a pretty solid idea of how you're going to turn that concept into a story that other people will be able to read and understand. Very exciting stuff. But you're still looking at that blank page and filling with horror. What can you do to tackle that? Well, a thing I find helpful is to start at the end of the story. I don't mean start writing the end first, though you can totally do that if you want. There are no rules in the story writing process. I mean, you should think really hard about the end of the story, and in particular, what you want people to know about your characters at the end, and how you want them to feel about the ending. The reason this might help you work out where to start is because once you know where you're headed, you can work out what you need to get you to that end point. One thing that might be helpful in this process is to think about some stories that you enjoyed, but where you didn't like the ending. What was it about the ending that you didn't like? Were there pieces of the story you felt weren't resolved? Where can you spot those pieces? The trick with beginnings is that they're the big setup for the payoff of the ending. So if you know what that payoff is, you can work out where in your character's lives to start telling the story in order to give that payoff the best chance of landing. Suppose that ends up not helping you work out where your beginning should be. You can't work out where to start to give your desired ending the best chance of hitting the audience just right. Don't worry. Like everything with writing, you can just start anywhere and change things later. Pick a part of the story you know you want to write right now. Most writers I know come into new projects with at least vague ideas for a specific scene or two. This might be a moment of character interaction or a specific set piece. If you're struggling with the start of your story, then sit down and just write the bit of it that's in your head, even if it's nowhere near the beginning. A thing I quite often see from people who are just starting out as writers is that they tend to make the mistake of thinking that writing is a linear chronological process. It makes sense why they tackle it like that. When we read a book or watch a movie, most of the time we start at the beginning and get to the end. The stories we want to write need to have a beginning and an end too, so it makes sense at first glance to approach the process of writing in the same linear way. But the process of writing is complicated. Rather than a linear process, it's more like eating an apple. You can start in the middle and work your way out, or you can go top to bottom, or you can take lots of bites from lots of parts of the apple. Whatever way you approach it, you'll eventually have finished eating the apple, so the way you tackle it doesn't really matter. The main thing to remember about where you start writing a project is that it should be enjoyable. This is true wherever you are in the writing process, actually. If it doesn't feel good in some way, whether or not that good feeling is necessarily always pleasure is another matter, of course. But if the process doesn't feel good to you, you won't want to keep doing it. And the only way to improve as a writer is to write. It doesn't really matter where you start, so long as you do. Part three, what if I mess up the first sentence? 
This can be a stressful concept, whether we're talking about the literal first sentence of a novel or the first line of a script, or if we're talking about the opening of a specific bit of the story you're working on. How do you get into writing it? This is kind of like, where do I start part two? But this time it's looking at the problem from the perspective of having an idea of where you're starting, but the thing you're not so sure about is how you do it. This is a problem I think of as classic blank page fear. This is the image that's conjured. You sit down, you know what you're going to tackle in the project, you know how you'd like the scene to play out, but you can't bring yourself to spoil the unsullied expanse of that white page. I'm going to get into more nebulous versions of this feeling in the next section, but for now we're going to focus on the specific feeling of knowing what you want to do, but being unable to get going because you don't know how to think of those very first words in the scene. When I'm in this position, I simply don't write the beginning. I just start basically pulling words out of thin air. I start writing what I want the scene to do. Say, for example, I'm going to start writing a scene where my main character is going to be dealing with some thorny relationship issues. Rather than thinking about where I want to start, I'll start writing with something like this. So in this bit, basically, Tyler's going to be coming in and he's just so tired from the show and it's really this whole thing and it sucks and Ren is there and he's so enthusiastic and he wants to talk about the show but it's just so annoying to Tyler in that moment, not because he doesn't want to hear it or he doesn't like being praised, but because he's just so tired and he doesn't want to be Tyler and abandon that moment, he just wants to be Tyler the human person who is curling up in bed with his boyfriend. But Ren is being super vulnerable and needs something Tyler can't give him right now. So he's just sort of looking up and Tyler comes in and he turns out the light right away, but he can still see Ren sitting in the dark. The light from the street lamp is pouring in through the curtains and... You see how eventually I just gently segue from writing a summary of what's going to happen in the scene into actually writing the scene? This method works really well for me. I'm not sure why, but I think it's because I eventually get frustrated that my summarising can't capture all the details. But the main thing is that it takes the pressure off finding a way to begin writing the scene by sidestepping beginnings entirely. This method has its drawbacks. Sometimes you're just going to write the summary and it won't help you get into writing the actual scene at all. But you know what? That's actually okay. You can go away and when you come back, that summary will be there and you'll have something to go on. Most of my projects work like this, actually. I write chapter or episode summaries that grow and grow until eventually they're just the chapter or episode. Part four, I just can't make myself write the thing. All right, so you know what you want to write. You know where you're going to start writing it. You even know what the beginning of the story will be when you actually get round to doing it. You know you're going to start the writing process by, stack by tackling a specific scene and you know where you can get into it, but you still can't write. Firstly, that's okay. It's fine not to be able to do it. It's okay if you can't bring yourself to write today. Forgive yourself for that. Forgive yourself every time it happens. It just will, on occasion, happen. That's just how it is, however seasoned a writer you are. And that's just fine. It's also okay if you never get around to writing. Maybe you're someone who has a lot of fun thinking up story ideas, but you never get around to actually writing them. That's fine. The bit you find fun is the ideas part, not the writing part. You can always look for a writer who struggles coming up with ideas. There's loads of them, honest. And collaborate. You're not a failure for not being able to do this. But if you want to write and you're looking for ways to start doing so, and none of the things we've run through already have helped, this is a tip that will blow your mind. Don't write the thing you want to write. I know, I know, it sounds bonkers. The reason you sat down was to start writing your story, right? So why would you waste your time writing something else? It's pretty simple, really. 
If you are going for a run or to do any sort of exercise, experts always emphasise how important it is to warm up first. This can be a great way to overcome blank page fear because you're not facing your own story right away, so the stakes are lower and you feel a lot less pressure. This tip is going to most benefit you if you know what it is you actually want to write, whether you've done some planning or not. So if you're still in the I don't know what I want to write stage, that's the thing you're going to have to tackle first before this will be of any real use to you, I think. I could be wrong. I am frequently wrong. Anyway, writing warm-ups can look any way you'd like. For example, if you're someone who likes to journal, you could try writing a journal entry before you try writing a story idea. A strategy a lot of writers I know use is writing prompts. They'll look up prompts online, set themselves a word limit or amount of time they'd like to spend on their warm-up, and just go for it. Prompts have a few potential pitfalls. It's really easy to fall down a rabbit hole of looking for a prompt that feels just right. So try to remember that the point isn't to produce something good here, it's to produce words on the page. The thing you're writing doesn't really matter. You can even try using those prompt boards usually put together for artists in October that just have one word on them and you can work through the words in order each time you need a writing one. The way I tackle blank page fear is that I've usually got a project I designate as my trash heap project. This is something I'm writing just for me that no one else will ever see, and I pull it out when I feel stuck or I can't bring myself to work on my main project. Because I know no one else will see it, I feel a lot more relaxed about working on the Trash Heap projects than I do for anything I'm intending for a lot of people to see. You can start your own Trash Heap project, which might help, but of course a pitfall of a Trash Heap project is that it does involve starting a new thing at some point, which might lead to you circling back and feeling that blank page fear again. A pitfall of all of these write something else strategies is that it's easy to get carried away and spend more time working on the something else than it is on the main thing you want to be writing. Quite often, I personally find myself getting frustrated and eager to work on the main project when I'm writing my trash heap and will abandon it, emboldened by my irritation, and just get started right away. Another way you can tackle this is to set a word count, but the problem here can be that it takes you much longer than planned to reach that word count and you might run out of time to work on the project you really want to start. The final way to tackle this problem is to set a timer and stop working when it goes off, mid-sentence or not. That will certainly keep you on track, but you might not have reached a point where you're ready to face the blank page when your allotted time runs out. If writing warm-ups sound like something that they would help you face blank page fear, you should try a few of these strategies and find out what works best for you. So, to recap, if you don't know what you want to write, think about stuff that makes you excited and why it excites you and try to build your own story out of those exciting elements. If you're struggling to think of a beginning for your story, try thinking about the ending first, which will work backwards until you have everything you need to make the ending pack the biggest punch possible. If you're struggling to know where to start the writing process, try working on a scene from the middle, because the writing process is not linear, even if your story is. And if you can't bring yourself to write the story you really want to be writing, try working on something else that's less important to you first, because warm-ups are good and getting writing practice of any kind in is an excellent step. I hope there was something in there that will help you overcome your fear of the blank page and get started with your writing project. Before I wrap up entirely, I'll let you in on a little secret that most writers don't really talk about often enough. First drafts usually suck. You get the occasional writer who can churn out a real banger right off the bat, but generally speaking, in at least one important way, the first draft of the thing you're writing is probably not going to meet all of your expectations. But that's okay. Once you've done your first draft, you can go back and change it, and you'll be able to see really clearly all of the things that you need to change too. Writing is a process, and your project is a living thing which can grow and shrink and change shape as it needs to, and your job as the writer is to guide it into the shape you think it needs to be. 
let your first draft be a first draft, warts and all, and trust yourself that you will be a better writer once you've got to the end of it, and you'll have the knowledge and familiarity with your project to know exactly what it needs to be the best it can be. But we'll get into the mad topiary of rewrites and editing some other time. For now, thanks for watching, and remember, you can word good. I believe in you. Hanging Sloth Studios. Create weird, weird, weird. It's a very small town. Pretty sure I know everybody by sight. In Wolfbrook, New Hampshire. Welcome to Unhallowed Grounds. There's not much else out here worth being scared of. There is something outside of my house. It's gonna come through the windshield. What the hell happened here? Have you noticed anything strange? It just felt really weird. It just started again. It has started again. And what is with all this purple goo? Something the size of a Buick and dripping purple goo. I remember. I could put you in a very small concrete room just because. Could someone explain to me what's going on? I thought you were something else. Don't you mean someone else? No. There's no use in getting worked up over something that never happened, is there? Coming September 2022.